Hello and welcome to episode number 42 of the Hobbies and Happiness Podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Jim. And today we're talking about why we love Marvel Champions. Honestly, I almost forgot. I know. <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I was surprised there. I didn't think you were going to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> Took a brief pause yeah. <laughs> to remember what I was gonna say. So, so Jim and I were were just having a discussion mm-hmm. about um, formats and genre in card games. What is the proper term? So, you've got different. This is just an aside, but we, we've you've got different types of card games, right? So you've got you you know you've got your TCGs and CCGs, you've got your LCGs, you've got unique deck games, you've got hybrid deck games now. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these different types of card games, different types of card games. Jim, what would you call different types of card games? What word would you use? I would call them genres. I would call them genres, genres too. of card games. I would call that so. And I was listening to a podcast recently, and the term was used of different formats of card games. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think know. we can say the name, Dan. I think we can. <laughs> so Zach and Steven, I'm calling you out, guys. <laughs> this is, I'm not calling anybody out. But in in all honesty, uh, what I'm not sure what episode it was. Um, their most recent episode, which I need to finish, it's they're having actually a really good conversation about their take on TCGs. They're kind of updating their take. It's a very good episode so far. Um, mm-hmm. if you if you don't listen to them, definitely go check it out. Um, we'll have I'll make sure I have a link in the description. Um, but they're kind of going through their history of Covenant a little bit. Um, because they're, they're mostly, and when we had Steven on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago, he was saying how they were normally like on the side, playing the side games, the side events. They weren't into the big TCGs like magic and Pokemon. Um, so they're, they're, they were much bigger in the LCG, the, the LCG genre. Mm-hmm. But so they were talking about that and they, and they said different, the different formats. And as I'm listening, I'm like, I don't know if I'd call them formats because we that term is already used. Like when you play Pokemon and when you play Magic, mm-hmm. you have different formats of how to play the game. Like in in Magic, you've got standard, modern, pioneer. You've you've got all those different formats. So I don't know if I think using the word format is correct. I I would more classify them as genres. And yep. so we were talking about it, and I'm like, but I don't think there's really been like an industry. Standard, I guess, is the way to magic talk about is it. the industry standard, yeah, right? <laughs> and they already have formats. So, but one thing that I had said is like Zach and Steven, they're the, they're the first um creators that I've seen ever to dipping to be dipping their toes in like all of these different card games. Mm-hmm. Typically, you've you see magic people only doing magic, Yu Gi Oh people only doing Yu Gi Oh, yeah, and so on and so forth. You don't have you don't have creators playing all these different games, mm-hmm. right? So nobody's ever really talking about all these different games like on the same show or the, the same channel or whatever. So I can understand like why it really hasn't come up. Um, 
So we were just talking about it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd use the word format. We're we're pretty much in agreement. I, I think I think you use genre. So uh, from now on, if you're playing any card games or different genres of card games, okay, it's not formats, it's genres. Okay, <laughs> fight me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get banned. Sorry. Zach, Steven, love you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Don't quit. Don't stop. They'd probably disagree with me. That's all right. That's fine. You know, what? let's, 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 let's have a conversation. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. I'm down. All right. Let's call them out. Let's <laughs> we'll see you guys in a week. All right. All right. So it. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so today, today, episode 42, we're talking about, we are talking all about Marvel Champions. Oh, yeah. Um, so first of all, thank you for everybody listening <laughs> after that uh, <laughs> that very different intro there. Um, uh, we appreciate all you guys listening. We're, man, it's, we're almost, we're almost at a year of doing the podcast. Yeah. We're almost there. Um, oh. I'd have to look and see when exactly we posted the first episode, but it's... I think we're about a, like a we're week. Close. About we're a close. We're close. We're close. Yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for year two, for yeah. year two of the podcast. This and year's going to really, be better. Uh, absolutely. This year's going to be better. This is like the first full calendar year, right? Mm-hmm. This is like the first full year of Hobbies mm-hmm. and Happiness. Um, so I'm excited. Um, we've got a new website uh, that I am continually working on. It is live, but if you go to our website, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com, you can check it out. Right now, it mostly has the podcast on there. Um, I'm still updating new pages as I go kind of each and every day. So check that out. Um, also, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the podcasting platforms, leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate that. That helps, that helps our analytics and kind of helps, um, helps the podcast get out there a little bit more. Um, so if you could do that, I'd greatly appreciate it as well as leaving us a review. So if you leave us a review, uh, we'll be sure to start reading those on the show as well. Um, but again, just helps out the analytics for the channel. So, and lastly, before we get going... We are starting a new segment on the show, um, so stay tuned at the end of the episode, and we will uh, talk all about that. So, as we get into it here, we are talking all about Marvel Champions and why we are really enjoying this LCG, this living card game. Um, so, Jim, you've, pl- I mean, how many times have you played the- played the game now? I mean, it hasn't been a ton, I know. Like four, five yeah, times, something like that. Four or five it, it, times. It's been a lot. And how? Like before we get into it, like what? What is one of the favorite things that you've been enjoying about it so far? Well, I have yet to get to my favorite part of it. Soon, I will. The deck creation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but really, just feeling like you're playing that actual character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm a big fan of Iron Man and She Hulk. They're both amazing characters. And the funny thing is, those are the. Uh, no, you've played it. You've played another one before. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I was gonna say those are the only two ones you've played, and yeah. you've loved all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of those two, and uh, yeah, they're just. It really feels like you're being that person, like yeah. Tony Stark. You're yeah. shooting with the blasters. You're going into. You're setting up your your boots to mm-hmm. make you fly. I don't even know what they're called. We're gonna call them boots. His b- rocket boosters. <laughs> rocket or boosters. Yeah. Something along those yeah, yeah. lines. We <laughs> all know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Just it's man. 
you really feel like you're playing as the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of my favorite and it, things and, so far. And it, and it makes the time just go by so quick. Yeah. It doesn't seem like you've been sitting down for three hours. Yeah, no. Playing the game. And that is always a good thing. <laughs> that is always a good thing. So, um, all right. So Marvel Champions, the card game, is a living card game uh, made by Fantasy Flight Games. So it is an LCG, like we talked about, set in the Marvel Universe. Um, if you go back and listen to episode number 38 of the podcast, we talked all about LCGs. Um, and we, we dove really uh, headfirst into what LCGs are. Um, expandable card games, and then a little a little bit of the history of them. So if you're unfamiliar with the topic, go check that out. Um, one of the – probably like one of the benefits of LCGs and kind of why they became a genre of card games was the affordability aspect, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about TCGs, the trading card games, the collectible card games, and you talk Magic, you talk Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, one of the things that is a big barrier to entry into those games, and again, barriers to entry, that's another episode of the podcast as well, is cost, right? That is a yep. big factor of getting into TCGs and CCGs. Um, forget casually, um, but like if you want to get into an organized play event and really start competing, if you want to, if you want to compete at the high levels of those, you need to fork over a lot of money, or you need to find somebody who has those cards who already <laughs> forked over that money. Yep. And and the reason those cards are expensive is because they're being played in the competitive decks. Yep. Right. So it's it's like a vicious cycle <laughs> with those, and so one of the reasons like LCGs became a thing was because of that problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know if they've solved solved that problem because I feel like with with these LCGs, the ones at least the ones that I've played have been more have been more cooperative than competitive. I do know like they have been competitive LCGs on the market, but those games are they are dead now. Yep. So um and, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But um like one of the draws of LCGs is each month you get a new pack. You get a new card pack and it's like fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. So new pack, fifteen new month, new pack at fifteen bucks. Um, like that that uh, uh, value proposition. You talk about value proposition. That that's a pretty decent value proposition. Like I'm not spending a lot of money um, every month just to stay up to date with the game. Yeah. Now that is all given that you are with that game from, from the, the get go. Yeah. Okay. So let's let like let's talk about Marvel Champions, right? Marvel Champions was released in 2019. Okay. Marvel Champions released 2019. At the moment, I believe there are 29 heroes that are available for purchase. Mm-hmm. That is not counting the two from Sinister Motives, the next deluxe big box big box expansion, and Ironheart and Nova. Mm-hmm. So you add those, that's another 33. four. So you're at 33. Like from a content perspective, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about a new player perspective, that's a little rough. That's kind of crazy because yeah. now you have the corset, which is like sixty, seventy dollars. Um, I'm not sure what the price is now. Like the rev- I know like the revised corset for Lord of the Rings, let's say, is seventy dollars, and mm-hmm. that just got released not that long ago. But Mar- Marvel Champions, the corset might be fifty. I'd have to double. I'd have to double check that price. Um, but I think actually when I got in, I got in 
I got in when the game was relatively new um, in 2019. Yeah, I think actually I got in in 2019 because that was – I didn't know much about LCGs at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been staying pretty up to date with the game, um, which – which it, from talking from that standpoint, it is, it's not terrible. It's not bad. Um, you're like you know, a new month, 15 bucks for a new pack. All right. That, that, that seems reasonable. Yeah. That's pretty good value. <laughs> right. It's on par with MMOs. You just pay like $15 a month. Oh, that's and true. Yeah. No, that's your sub. Right. Yeah. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so like we said, it was released in 2019. It was designed by Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace of FFG Fantasy Flight Games. Now, those three, they've worked on Arkham Horror, the card game, uh, Lord of the Rings, the card game, Game of Thrones, the card game, Legend of the Five Rings, the card game, which is L5R. So the big ones. Well, the <laughs> ones, right? The, because the ones, yeah. FFG were, was is the company that yeah. they tr- they have the term living card game um, tra- trademarked, I believe. I believe mm-hmm. it's trademarked by FFG. Um, so they are the ones who basically came up with this entire genre. Because like, in in that episode, in episode 38, you know, we, we talked about LCGs and ECGs, right? Uh, and with ECGs, we mean expandable card games. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about, like, what is an expandable card game? Well, that's a card game where the card pool is continually expanding over time. Which is basically every card game. Yeah. Like you've got Magic, Pokemon, you all of them. They're continually coming out with new sets where the card pulls are expanding. So you know, by definition, those kind of would be con- considered mm-hmm. expandable card games, right? Mm-hmm. So, but we use the term expandable card game with living card game because there are other games similar to these LCGs, but these other companies can't call them. LCGs for legal purposes. Um, so, okay. And then, so when we also, when we talked about competitive LCGs, um, I don't know much about these games, unfortunately, because I just was not involved at the time. But Game of Thrones and L5R, Legend of Five Rings, those are uh, competitive LCGs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about picking up uh, Game of Thrones, the card game, just to play it, just so mm-hmm. we could play on the channel. But I'm like, is it even? Is it really <laughs> worth it? Like, would would I be throwing money away? Um, I mean, that's a whole separate discussion, right? In in one sense, no, because you know, we're it'd be me and Jim like sitting down playing the game together, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we'd we'd be able to have that experience and that enjoyment, right? Yeah. But on the other hand. It's not going anywhere outside of this table for the most part. Yeah. Like I'm not sure how many current Game of Thrones the card game players there are out there. Um, and that is supposed to be a competitive game, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, and the whole competitive versus cooperative experience is that that's a completely different topic because I feel like as card game players, we want those competitive experiences, those so I want a game that we that I can sit down and play competitively. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I want a a card game outside of Magic that I can compete in. Um, I mean, we play Magic, we enjoy Magic, um, but I I personally want to play other card games at a competitive level. Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm still waiting for you to play magic at a competitive level. Ah, oh, we got him. We got, we got him, boys. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't played. I know you're doing arena like. Uh, well, arena. Yeah, yeah. But like nothing like in-person tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I haven't, I still, I haven't really played modern mm-hmm. in like a tournament setting either. And I yeah. kind and I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, I, <laughs> I, f- I feel like every card game player wants that competitive experience yeah. in some game. So that's why it's like, I, there needs, to, I think there needs to be these other games, these other card games that are out there that you can play competitively outside of magic because not everybody's into magic. Like yeah. that's not us, but you know, we enjoy magic. Yeah. Um, but there are other people who just don't want to play magic, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there needs to be these other organized play systems that are out there for these other games. So um, I don't know how we got on that topic, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's sad. Like it's sad to me. That Game of Thrones and L5R are no longer a thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you can still play them. Like, you mm-hmm. can still get your hands on them and play them. Netrunner is another one, too. That was another competitive, um, expandable card game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't... Now, Now, like, with Netrunner in particular, there is Project Nisei. That's It's basically a fan-run community that is keeping that game alive and going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but out... Outside of fan run um, organizations, it's just it's just sad. It's sad to me that these companies can't keep these games alive and well. And honestly, part of that part of that is they need players. <laughs> they yeah. need people to play the games. Yeah. And I, again, this is a whole other discussion. But the, then it comes. L, you got your LGSs. You need local game stores to step up and support these games. Yeah. When they don't push those games to their player base, then what what do you think is going to happen? So that's a, that's mm. that's just a whole other topic for another day. Um, but it, I think it's an interesting discussion. I think it is a very interesting discussion that that I that I definitely want to have at some point because those are questions that we're going to have to face at some point for us. Um, so and if if we as LGS owners don't play these games and understand and support them. They're not, they're not going anywhere. Unfortunately, they're not going to go anywhere. So back to Marvel champions. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So if you're not familiar, um, so we've, Mm -hmm. we've played Marvel champions on the channel before and we're going to keep, we are keep playing it. I've got another, got another gameplay video I'm working (laughs) on currently. Um, so I, I want to talk on, like, give you a brief overview of of kind of the game and how how it's set up, its overview, and kind of uh, kind of go through just a basic basics of a turn. Um, but so the game, right? It's each player essentially takes control of a hero and builds a deck of cards around that hero, and the deck that you're building is typically built around one singular aspect. So an aspect is akin to colors and magic, right? So in the game, you've got four different aspects or colors, okay? Red is aggression, all about damage output, right? You've got green. What's green, Jim? Protection. What's protection about? Protecting. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, more so defensive duh. plays, right. you know, not so Dam- much going face. Damage absorption, protecting <laughs> your hero, basically the group, right, and your allies yeah, yeah. is redirecting damage towards you, mm-hmm. essentially. Yellow, which is an interesting color. What's yellow? Uh, yellow is justice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So justice. That's an interesting term, right? But we, set within the Marvel universe, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, how, like, what, what color would would Justice be in Magic? What, how would you just? I mean, Justice would probably be white. White. Yeah. I'm more saying even the play style of what it's oh. doing. I mean, white white makes sense. Yeah. White would make sense. So Justice, it's essentially about stopping the villain mm-hmm. from. Um, advancing their main scheme or their main objective. And we'll talk about yeah. schemes here in a minute. So that makes sense as to mm. – of it being white in, in magic. White, white, blue. White, blue. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And then blue, blue is – what's blue? Leadership. So leadership. Um, I, Jim, I feel like you would actually enjoy leadership because of your MMOs. Probably. Your MMO I also I also like green as well because of my MMOs. I'm like, yeah. oh, start heal. healing yeah, other people heal, up yep. and being more defensive. Yeah, because I blue. So, okay, so blue is leadership. Okay, and mm-hmm. leadership is essentially all about its support play. Right, yeah. it's all about getting multiple allies mm-hmm. and friends on your board and supporting them. Yeah. Right. So blue green really is a support color in like an MMO. Yeah. Um, so also if I'm playing like PVP going up against other people, I can't do the supporting role. I don't know how to do it against other people. It's very weird. Yeah. It's so weird to me. (laughs) He's, he's talking in, in MMOs specifically. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm a healer for people inside of an arena Mm -hmm. where three people are versing other three other people, Mm -hmm. I freeze up. I forget essentially everything that I know how to do. Mm -hmm. And then... But you put me on like a rogue, an assassin. I'm like, I'm getting in there. I'm going face. I know what I'm doing. So um, that actually that actually brings up a, a, a good point here. Is so Marvel Champions is is more of a PVE style of a game, player mm-hmm. versus environment, right? Yep. It's not competitive. You're not playing against individual players. Mm-hmm. It's you're all competing towards the same objective, right? Um, and honestly, that's that's like any cooperative game for the most part, yeah. right? On tabletop is it's basically PVE. Yeah. When you talk much. about PVP, that's when you get into that's a competitive type yep. type experience, right? Um, yeah, I, I I don't know why I never really thought about it like that, honestly. <laughs> but that's that's basically what it is. Um, okay, so. Each hero, okay, in Champions, they have they each have their own signature cards, right? That must be included in their deck. So that's normally fifteen cards, right? So when you're building your deck, I I believe the restriction is it's a minimum of forty cards and max of fifty cards. Mm-hmm. So you can make your deck anywhere in between 50, forty and fifty cards. We'll we'll get into um, thoughts uh, as far as deck size a little bit later. Um, but it needs to be between those numbers and then 15 of those cards. It's normally 15. It it depends upon hero to hero and what is included. Um, but 15 of those cards is for the hero. And then the remaining, 
uh, whatever, 25 or 35, however many you're building your deck, your deck size, um, needs to be cards from one aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, again, depending upon the hero, right, because there's different heroes, um, Spider-Woman actually has you can build your deck with two aspects instead of one. Adam Warlock is his needs to be a singleton deck with cards from any of the aspects. All four colors. Um, so and and that's a, that's a design that's an interesting design space that mm-hmm. I'm I like seeing FFG go down uh, go towards um, because I, honestly, anytime you change it up is is always a welcome sight. I think. Yeah. Um, and then also those signature cards, they can also they can consist of other cards outside of the signature cards. Like for example, like Vision, um, he's got his different forms, like his dense form and his uh, what is it, like a transparent type form. I can't remember what that is. But then you got Ironheart, like she's got her identity upgrades. Yeah. Again, it's depend. It's it's all it's all dependent upon the hero and how they're designed. Okay. So we talked about at the um, before that there's currently 29. I think there's 29 heroes available. That's a lot. And so again, you know, when you talk about affordability and value proposition, at this point, the game's been going on for almost three years now. Wow, that's that's a lot of money. Like if you're if you want everything right to be up to date, like you know, I know that's that a good we're chunk. In, I know that we're in March, but sometimes I still forget it's 2022. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's we're almost a, we're almost in April. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. We're That's... close to being halfway done. <laughs> oh of. my word. Holy cow, April's the fourth month. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're a quarter way done with this. Holy with this year, cow. Dude, I <laughs> oh my word. That's insane <laughs> to think about. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> So okay, so so again, the twenty nine heroes. Right. You talk, you talk fifteen cards a pack. Yeah. Um. What is that? If you say now, gr- granted, pack, you take out the original five. Yeah, because and then there's three other pack. I think there's three other boxes mm. that have the the big boxes that have two heroes per pack. But so let's just say so twenty five. We'll just say twenty five. Okay. Just for a, a, a number. Yeah. Um. So that's three hundred seventy-five dollars yeah. for twenty-five heroes. Yeah. Now, granted, you talk about you talk about one a modern deck, a modern deck for Magic the Gathering is. I mean, what would you say median price is for that? Oh, median price. Median price. I'd say like seven to eight hundred range for modern. For how many cards? Um, seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> seventy-five cards. Well. Not even that because the lands. Well, I'm including. I'm just saying one whole deck. Yeah, right, right. Will be about seven mm-hmm. to eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, some decks can be cheaper. Some can be a lot more, mm-hmm. depending on what it is you're looking to play. So when you look, when you look at, I mean, let's just say four hundred dollars, right? Talking Marvel Champions, right? You look and you say four hundred dollars. That's that's a good chunk of change, which it is. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. Okay. But you also should approach that from the standpoint of look at these other games that if you want to play, how much money you have to fork over. Like if you want to play modern competitively, right? Because magic is a competitive game, right? We're just talking 75 cards. Yeah. So $400 for 
I mean, that's well over a thousand cards. That has to be well over, well over a thousand cards. A hundred percent. It's well over a thousand cards. Yeah. Right. Probably. Um, that's a lot. That the the that's a pretty good value proposition, mm-hmm. right? So the problem at that point is we're talking about a game that's been around for three years. Could be finding finding certain packs. That's a real possibility. Um, so I keep that in mind. Okay, I just I just I just want people to honest to keep those things in mind because right now I'm going through like I have everything for champions right now. Um, I'm still going through, I have most everything for Arkham. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings is one that I'm getting caught up on. That's something I'm slowly, uh, collecting because it's an amazing game. I saw your Minds of Moria over there. You did. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so keep those things in mind. Um, just think about these other games that are out there that mm-hmm. you, you need to spend a lot more money. Um, so it's just something I just think people forget about and they don't know because they're not playing the game. Yeah. Right. You don't like if you you don't know you're not playing magic, you don't know how much it costs to play modern. <laughs> I just remember the first time the first time when I got into magic, okay, I sat down I sat down with uh with Brendan and he this was the first time I heard of modern. Yeah. He was he beat me very bad, <laughs> badly right. in standard. I was playing that oh, I was playing the goblins list. Yeah. Yeah. And he dropped mono green stompy, <laughs> beat me in like three turns, like a turn three Galta. I'm like, what in the world is this monstrosity? <laughs> and he's like, well, we've got uh, 40 minutes left. Do you want to play modern? I'm like, uh, what now? What's modern? So he busts out multiple decks and I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. And then he's like, yeah, you want to know how much I spent on it? 1200 bucks. I'm like, for one for deck. For one deck? One deck. One deck? He's you like, know, yeah. You know how much? Oh, at that point, I don't think he was playing Abzan. Uh, mm. Later on, he had an Abzan list. Two grand. Two grand. $2,000 for one deck. Yeah. For a deck of 75 cards yeah. to play a f- one format of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Think about that. Just – and honestly, like, whether – like, take it with a grain of salt if you want to, but – like, even, even standard, if we're not even talking about modern, yes. even standard is a couple hundred dollars. Which I don't, I don't know what the competitive lists are, the price range for the competitive lists it's, are right now. It's still a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred, yeah. 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 It's, which is normal. Mm-hmm. It's normally a couple hundred bucks for mm-hmm. – that. that's the going rate for uh, competitive decks. You can buy all of Marvel Champions pretty much or yeah. have like one or two decks in standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So, which, which again, you take that one deck, you can play the game, mm-hmm. but there's only one way you're playing that game, mm-hmm. and it's that one format. Now, depending upon the deck, you could play that in multiple formats, yeah. but you're only playing that one deck, right? Yeah. With Marvel Champions or any other LCG, okay, there's so many experiences and different ways you can play the game. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Okay. Um, okay. So we've talked about the heroes. So once you build your deck, okay, you cho- you've chosen your hero, you've chosen your aspect or how you're going to build your deck. The next thing you choose is your villain. You decide which villain you're going to use. Um, and it's interesting, right? Because each villain is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. I'm loving the design. I love the designs of all these different villains. Like in the core set, core set you have Rhino. You have Ultron, and then you have Claw. I hate Ultron so much. <laughs> Ultron is no joke. 
Um, but that's those villains, three very different villains, mm-hmm. very different play styles. I mean, like Rhino, Rhino is like a Voltron yeah. style. Okay. And then you have Claw. Claw's also a little bit Voltron-y, but he's also has multiple side schemes in there. Um, so he's trying to complete different objectives. Okay. Then you have Ultron. Ultron is like all of them combined. Ultron's like Ultron's F-U. Ultron is you crazy. You want to play good cards in your deck? Well, now you don't get those now good the, cards the prob- anymore. The problem, oh. the, the, well, well, now I shouldn't say problem, but the thing that makes Ultron so hard is most of the time, you know, if you open that one box, if you're playing, uh, if you're playing in most of those villains, I feel like most people are just using the pre-con decks. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other discussion, like deck construction and deck piloting and what goes into these card games and how you play them. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason that way I love card games is because there's so many ways in which you can enjoy the game, right? There's so many people hate building decks. I've seen multiple videos, multiple videos of why they say Marvel Champions is such a bad game. Uh, yeah, okay, Quackalope, Jesse. Um, which, which again, that's fine. Like I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from people who don't enjoy yeah, these don't games. Don't say that's fine. Please don't. What? <laughs> it's why? not fine. <laughs> like we all like different things, right? And it's, that's one of the great things about these games is they appeal to very, to multiple different types of players and people, mm-hmm. Right. So with card games in particular, you have the deck building and then you have the playing of the of the deck, the piloting. That's working two different t- different sides of your brain. Mm-hmm. It really really is. And some in order to build a really good deck of uh, a really good deck, you need to know the card pool. You need to know the cards very well and how they synergize together. Some people like that's a lot of thinking. That's a, <laughs> it, it takes a lot. He, Jim knows, but because, but that's one of the things you you love. Yeah, yeah. In every single card game, I love knowing the the card pool and pretty much everything. Figuring out what cards work together, any combos, or you're just trying to figure out the most cost efficient cards there are to then get in there and go face as fast as possible. We're, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about these different things like in different episodes of the podcast because mm-hmm. there are topics that we want to dive more into, but. That deck creation is that that's a big barrier. And I think we talked about that in our barriers to entry uh, into card games mm-hmm. um, a little bit. I mean, I remember when I first started playing card games, I'm like, I don't know anything about building a deck. <laughs> I don't know anything because there's a lot of things that go into it. You need to know how to build a good deck, but you also need to know the card pool mm-hmm. and you need to know how everything works together. Yeah. And in order to do that, that takes time and that takes time <laughs> really is really like it's either time reading all the cards or you're time. playing the game yeah. to know what the cards do mm-hmm. so like after 100 hours you're like all right i know these cards inside and out i know how they work like when i started playing magic a lot i'm playing arena i'm like okay i know pretty much all these cards that are in this mm-hmm. color combination that i want to play i know a pretty good idea of how i want this deck to work and now i know the cards that are going to yeah go well for that strategy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. So I can understand why some people don't like it because mm-hmm. it takes time 
And that's not to say those people are lazy. It's just it, – it's it's not only that. It's you really got to enjoy the process mm-hmm. because it is a process. Um, and like that term, enjoy the process, that's been thrown around a lot um, <laughs> with, with so many different um, uh, applications. But I feel like this is a perfect application because it is a process. Building mm-hmm. a deck is a process and it's fun. Mm-hmm. It can be fun. But if you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. That's okay. You know, when I started playing Magic, it, it took me a little bit to finally learn the game, especially learning the card pool. Mm-hmm. And then when Brendan was like, hey, we should play Modern. And I'm like, I barely just started to know how to play Standard, <laughs> standard and yeah. all of this stuff. Right. I don't think I can expand into that right now. And I was like also super nervous about from cards going all the way back to 8th eighth, uh, eighth edition. edition yeah. And I don't even know when 8th edition came out. So, but it's been quite a while, probably, mm-hmm. I think 2013. No, it could have been even further. I don't know. And so I was like super nervous trying to do that. And then I slowly built myself into it. Not so much even looking up the, the car, every single card inside mm-hmm. of the format. It's like, all right, let me go look at the top tier decks. Let me go look at yeah. these fun decks people are playing. Let me go look at the lower tier decks people are playing. It's like, okay, well, now you see that there's really good cards in all of these lists, and I can kind of like throw the other ones away. I don't really have to be worried about those since I'm really looking to play competitively. One of um, one episode of the podcast um, topic that I want to touch on a lot is net decking. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites. Same. Same. <laughs> but when I first got into card games, mm-hmm. and this still happens to this day, so many people say so many bad things about net decking. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand the hate towards net decking. But again, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But what I will say, net decking, do it. Yeah. If you're that's, new. If you want to – exactly. You're new, if you're new, net deck. Do it. You're new, net – and honestly, this goes for all champions too. Net deck all day, net deck all day, because it helps you learn, helps you learn the game, helps you learn the card pool. It helps you learn new synergies that you may not know or not mm-hmm. have seen before, but then it makes you a good deck builder. Yeah, It helps you learn the game and then turn, makes you see, helps you see these lines that you would not have seen before. Yeah. Um, um, okay. And so it, We'll talk about that a little bit more, but definitely in a whole other episode, we're gonna we're gonna touch on a lot. But that doesn't mean decking. just only net deck. <laughs> you can like you can like you can um, because yeah. like if you're a pilot, if you enjoy the piloting of a deck mm-hmm. and you don't want to think about building a deck, yeah. that's then for sure that's valid. 100%. That is totally valid mm-hmm. um, because honestly, there's some people who are very good at building a deck. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how. They can't play it optimally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's honest. That's two different styles of of play and person, really. Yeah. Um, Which why I was saying like don't just net deck because it's like all right. Well, you found this one deck, but there's that one or two cards that you're like, I don't really like these two being inside the deck. Mm-hmm. Rather than you playing every single game and you're like, oh great, I came across those cards again. Yeah. Take them out. Try finding something in that you that you know you like. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm making, I have that, our list mm-hmm. of topics, ideas. I'm putting that in here just because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why was this not in here before? You know, yeah. um, 
So, all right. Nut ducking. Do it. Yeah, do it. Just do it. <laughs> all right. So once – so this conversation has gone so many different ways, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so once you pick your villain, right, from the game, um, you take their deck of cards, okay? Then you decide what encounter sets you want to use and modular encounter sets. So it's basically these encounter sets are like themes or storylines – um, that you can add to the villain deck. Um, and is because there's, that's their deck is the villain has their one singular deck of cards and that's the, that's the E in the PVE, right? That's your enemy, <laughs> right? That is your opponent, what you're playing against in mm-hmm. the game. Okay. So, um, one thing I wrote down here is each villain has their own main scheme. They're trying to advance and complete. Now, the, the main scheme is dependent upon the villain, right? Rhino has one main scheme that he's trying to complete. Claw, I believe, has three. There's like three stages to go through. Mm. If you if if you fail to stop him from completing stage one, he's completed that portion of his storyline, basically. Mm-hmm. And that moves to stage two. And then if you fail to stop him from completing that stage of his story or what he's trying to do, then he moves to stage three. One of the things that I really like about this is it's very similar to a comic book and or comic book movie, right? Yeah. Because each villain has their thing that they are trying to do, and it's up to you, the hero, to stop them from completing that, right? And so that's where the modular encounter sets come in is, for example, there's one in the core set called Bomb Scare. It's basically, well, there's a bomb that's being going to be set off in this random building that you've come across, right, as your Spider-Man swinging through New York City, you find out, oh my goodness, there's this bomb that now has come out that you need to try and stop as well. Mm. So it's very much on theme, and the theming in this has been on point, and it's very, very well done. Um, but that's basically what you're doing. Is you're building all these, the, the villain deck, and then you're adding all these different sets to the story that you are trying to stop. Um, so that that's basically what the setup is. You've got your hero, and then you pick your villain, and then that's it. You're going up against them. And so on your turn, the hero's turn, you play through your turn. You do what you're going to do. Okay, you're done. All right, now it's the villain's turn. Villain looks to see, okay... Are you the actual hero, okay, or are you the alter ego? Because your hero has different identities, right? Spider-Man is also Peter Parker, right? He's not always Spider-Man. Sometimes he's Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. But Rhino, for example, is always Rhino. (laughs) He knows Spider-Man. He doesn't know Peter Parker, Mm -hmm. right? So if if Spider-Man's not around, now it's his time. It's his turn to really get scheming and and advance toward his main objective, his main goal. Oh. But if Spider-Man's there, he's going to try and beat Spider-Man mm-hmm. to a bloody pulp, basically, because that's <laughs> that's Rhino, right? <laughs> so it's the theming is so great and so very much on point. Um, so yeah, you take your turn, villain takes theirs, and then... You basically you take your card off of the it's called the encounter deck or the villain deck, um, but it's called the encounter deck, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's how you're um, interacting with the villain and his story and what he's trying to do. Um, and then rinse, repeat, basically take your turn again, and yeah, that's that's basically what you're doing. Um, it, again, very simplistic overview, um, 
But if you want if you want to see us play the game, we've got plenty of uh, videos of us playing the game. We're talking about this game a lot in all these preview articles. Um, so we are really enjoying this game, right? So now, like, why are we enjoying it? What are we loving about it? Well, the first thing, it's a card game. And honestly, and we've I've talked about this before, but anytime I see the card game, I'm like, all right, sign me up. Already I'm intrigued. Um, so, like, if it was just Marvel Champions... I would have had to look into it more. Yeah. But once I saw the card game, I'm like, all right, I know I'm looking into this. And like, that's what happened with uh, Arkham Horror mm -hmm. and the Lord of the Rings. When I saw the card game, I immediately clicked it, opened it, and started <laughs> reading about it. Well, soon we're going to have another card game, a deck builder. What? The My Little Pony one. Oh, yeah. I'm getting that. <laughs> I need it. So Renegade, <laughs> Renegade Game Studios... Jim was streaming the other day and I got an email. That's what it was. I got an email from Renegade from Renegade and they were like, ah, basically announcing the, my little pony deck building <laughs> game. I went, what? My <laughs> little pony deck building game. Where's the pre-order button? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should just email them and be like, Hey, uh, we do videos yeah. on deck builders, uh, you know, card games in general. Hook us up with a demo. Yeah, so I mean, you guys know how much we love deck building games. So my my little pony and I told Jim, I'm like, dude, this is gonna be like the perfect game to get my kids into right. card games, right? right. <laughs> they watched uh, they watched the My Little Pony movie not that long ago. Oh, okay. Uh, excuse me. So I'm like, yes, we're we're gonna get it. We'll play it. Hundred percent, we're playing. I will it. get it. Yeah. Hundred percent, we're gonna play that game on the channel. <laughs> um, so one of the the next thing I have written down here is. It can be played solo. Mm -hmm. So most most of these LCGs are, I think they're mostly designed as competitive experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Because it really is. It is a PVE experience. And I feel like PVE games and experiences are, for the most part, they're all cooperative, mm -hmm. right? Because there is no PvP um, game mode, essentially. It's you're all ganging up on this one enemy. Um, so they're really all designed cooperative, but, but the fact that it can be played solo makes it already appeal to more people. Mm -hmm. So like you can play it true solo, meaning you have your singular deck that you are playing with because the game scales to the number of players involved, right? Yeah. Or there are some people who play two handed solo, right? You've got <laughs> your two deck, you, you've got your two heroes that you're playing simultaneously. It's like there's two people, but it's just one person controlling both, yeah. right? Hard to do that with video games because you've got two controllers. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you can't really do that. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, you could. You could. Could do that. I've actually, dude, I actually saw today. I guess it depends on the game, right? I saw today. Um, I guess there was somebody who was one-handed. They didn't. Mm -hmm. They only had one hand, but they still played video games. And they showed with the controller, they showed how this – the uh, contraption was built so they had their left hand on it and then they built in four buttons for the four buttons on the other side yeah. that they um basically it was there was like uh oh, man it was a switch that they flicked oh, like flip up, it up and then, then it, it, it hits the other oh, button wow. i'm like holy cow that's yeah that's ingenious <laughs> like the, that stuff happens and it's it's pretty yeah. crazy um <laughs> So, uh, Jim, there's one thing you had wanted to say about the cooperative aspect here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing I, 
I've noticed I really like about it is that with it being co-op, you can party up with your friends. And as long as you beat the thing, everyone wins, right? Yeah. You either all win or you all lose. <laughs> yeah. At least you're together. <laughs> right. Unlike Marvel Legendary, where if I get all the Infinity Stones, <laughs> I win. <laughs> yeah, that, that that could happen. That's the yeah, thing. It was close, kind of. It wasn't really close, honestly. Um, spoilers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, Uh-oh. you'll see. You'll see. Uh-oh. Just stay, uh, that stay, out. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, that game was, we're, I'm just going to say, that game was fun. Yeah, it was. That game was fun. Um, all right. Next thing. Replayability. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about this. You buy, you, one, one hero, okay, with the four aspects, you can already build four different decks. Just in the colors, okay? But even within that, you can build multiple different kinds of decks yep. in those colors as well. Yep. Um, so, again, let's talk Spider-Man Rhino again. Okay, Playing one player, true mm-hmm. solo. You can go Spider-Man Aggression. You can go Spider-Man Leadership. You can go Spider-Man Justice. You can go Spider-Man... Which Protection. One I done? Protection. There we go. But if you're doing single player, that'd be a very kind of weird Spider-Man protection. <laughs> who you're protecting? Uh, you heal yourself. But again, but hey, that in that in that standpoint, play two-handed solo. Yeah, that like that's what I'm talking about. The mm-hmm. the reap the amount of different permutations that you can do playing this game is phenomenal. It, it's mm-hmm. so the replayability is huge. I, I think that is such a big thing. Um, Jim already talked about this next one, but. You can really feel like you're Iron Man. Yeah. And like you really, really do. Um, I mean, I've played Spider-Man. I felt like I'm <laughs> Spider-Man, right? Got Aunt May, right? Yeah. She's healing, helping to heal Peter Man, Parker. Card is good. <laughs> um, but like it's it really speaks to the design. Mm-hmm. And you know we've talked about Disney villainous before, Marvel villainous. Um, but it's just the designers of these games really they do such a great job. They do a very, very good job at if you're ta- if you're pl- supposedly playing as this character, you really feel like this character. When mm-hmm. I when we played the last time we played Marvel Villainous and I was playing Killmonger, I mean I really felt like you were setting up bombs. Yeah, like I really yeah. felt like I was Killmonger, right? <laughs> and that goes to the design, but not only the design, the artwork as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different aspects that go into making somebody feel like. They are taking the uh, control of these characters. So FFG, great job. I mean, mm-hmm. r- really well done. I know this game has been out for a while, um, but really well done. And honestly, like same thing with Lord of the Rings. Oh, I, I was literally just <laughs> thinking about the Lord of the Rings one. I was like, you're going off adventuring with your yeah. your party of three, and you're actually picturing your characters going through the forest, doing the... Well, I mean, once we get there, the Mines of Moria. I really <laughs> want to do that one. Um, so, yeah, you're actually going through things with your party. Yeah, and you've got other people just maybe staying behind at the campsite, yeah. the campground. Yeah. Uh, they're not adventuring. They need to heal or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's it's really up to the player, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it the, at the end of the day, it does, it is up to the player to to imagine it in their head, right? Mm-hmm. To 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 – to paint that picture in your head. But the designers, like they're the ones who set it all up and make it easy or hard for you, the player to put yourself in that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And so with all these games, they have just done such a great job at making it so easy to step into those stories, yeah. right? Like Arkham Horror, for example, right? Arkham Horror, um, it's basically the stories that you're playing through. I can't remember the names of the cards, but like if you set them right up next to each other, it it's a book. Like you mm. have one side is the left page yeah. and then the other side is the right page. And it, when you put them next to each other, that's what it looks like. You have – it looks like an open book, okay. right? And so as I'm reading it uh, – and I've told this story about the first time I read. We, I played Arkham Horror with Michael and he talked about the d and <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I totally would. And it turns out I, I do enjoy it. But – like I'm feeling like I was in that space. Like I was there mm-hmm. playing through that story and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And that's why D&D is such a great thing too because that really is all up to you as a player and the <laughs> dungeon master bringing those stories mm-hmm. to life. So the fact that we're able to bring the story to life um, on the table is is so is so great. I remember when I was looking into – um, figuring out what Marvel Champions was and finding these reviews. Um, I You could tell who wasn't a card game player, who was, and also who liked RPGs and who didn't like RPGs really based on the review, right? Because yeah. somebody, uh, there was a review, I can't remember who it was by, but they were like, yeah, it was cool and all, but I didn't really feel like, you know, I was this character. I was just throwing these cards down and doing these things, but I wasn't really getting the feeling that I was these characters. And I'm like, at like that really is up to the player, mm-hmm. right? Because like when we're sitting here playing it, I'm like, I am thinking in my head, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And then like, as I'm playing <laughs> these cards, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Like yeah. spider, like Spider-Man, right? The swinging web kick yeah. or whatever. It's like I'm swinging out, I'm swinging out of the way, doing the backflip, <laughs> and I'm standing there. I've got no damage or whatever. It's in that moment. It's like it's really up to you, the player, mm-hmm. to th- think like that, mm-hmm. right? It ultimately it's up to the player. I also think it helps always saying the name of the card as well. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. The flavor text helps too. Mm-hmm. Flavor text helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was doing that with She-Hulk. I object. Yes, I object. <laughs> or yes. objection. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the, the next thing we've already touched on, but theory crafting and deck building. Um, um, so again, we're going to – that's going to be a whole other discussion topic. Mm-hmm. But going off of that real quick, you've got sites like marvelcdb.com, net decking. You go there, find all these decks, and then you can read through. I love that site so much. Yeah, it's um, amazing. It's, but and that is there's multiple sites like that for different games, like for Lord of the Rings, Arkham Horror, um, but all these different card games. Mm-hmm. Net decking is good. Do it. <laughs> You're a new player. Net deck, right? <laughs> You're an experienced player. Do it. <laughs> but one of the things I love about Marvel CDB is the write ups. Yeah. It's more than just looking at a deck list. Mm-hmm. It's looking at someone's explanation of how the yeah. deck functions. That's what I was really liking. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. It's so great. Um, yeah. That, I, I want to save a lot of this for a whole other episode. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe we'll talk about this next time. <laughs> but yeah, net decking good. Marvel CDB, great. Um, also, the deck building challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that is scenario dependent. Like 
you have these challenges because you can't get past this one hero. So now you're problem solving how to beat this hero. So yeah. let's say you're playing Spider-Man and you're playing him justice. And you're like, it's too slow. I need to go quicker. Like, how can I build this to effectively beat this one hero? Yeah. That is a deck building challenge, right? But then there also could be deck building restrictions that you place on yourself, right? Um, and again, like that's completely arbitrary, but that's up to each individual player and how they want to restrict themselves. Um, like it's an it could be an achievement type thing, mm -hmm. which and I think FFG even has like an achievement sheet um, that you could track for yourself. I'm not sure if it's um, like hero based or deck building based, uh, but like that's that is a thing that could be done for sure. Um, all right. And then we've touched on this already too, but the consistency of new content, right? Yeah. Um, so already in 2022, we have three new sets. I mean, technically the new set is Sinister Motives. That was announced in December. January was announced uh, Nova, mm -hmm. which uh, check out our Nova video. Uh, Nova looks awesome. And then February was Ironheart. She I was really announced. I really want to play Ironheart. I want to play all of these because they look awesome. But <laughs> it's middle of March. I am expecting a new hero to be announced anytime soon. Yeah. Um, as card game players, <laughs> we're always looking out for new cards to play with. <laughs> it's always preview season for us. <laughs> well, it, but it's interesting. Like, so, so Magic the Gathering, right? A Kamigawa ne Neon Dynasty as literally was just released. Yeah. Uh, what a week ago? Uh, what, it was a week or two ago. Recent? Okay. It was very think, recent. Yeah, I would say about two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. it's regardless, it's very yeah. recent. We're already talking about the next set yeah. that is being dropped. A new Capena, I think, is the is the next set. I don't um, even know. Yeah, but it's crazy. <laughs> like it's literally always preview season. So, like, if you're a Magic content creator, Seth Saffron Olive, dude, you're like always getting. You are Seth. always doing probably better, better known, known as, as Saffron Olive. Olive. <laughs> like the, that's the best. <laughs> The best intro in all of uh, uh, card game content. I don't probably know. all it is that and the and the and the prof. I mean, come on. Uh, what is what is oh, professors? Bro. Uh, oh man, I ain't, come on. Man, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um. All right, so the only one I'm really thinking of, <laughs> many magic players. There you go. There you okay. go. I'm like, is there another one? <laughs> there you go. No, I, didn't, yeah, I yeah. didn't know we were talking about a specific no, no, segment no, that, that, that he does. Yeah, yeah, that okay. one, that one. It's many magic gathering <laughs> yeah. players ask the question. <laughs> That's, it's, it is tailored for which game he's talking yeah, about because he does. Yeah. Um, but but <laughs> Bo Professor is another good example of a creator mm -hmm. who talks about different card games. Mm -hmm. um, most, he mostly does TCGs and CCGs, yeah. um, but, but still, um, but yeah, like, so I don't even know what I was talking. Oh, preview season. <laughs> it is literally always preview season. Yeah. Like if you're in magic, it always is. Yeah. So there's always uh, something for magic, which I mean, it's got, it's, it's pros and it's cons. Like yeah. it's got, it's good things that it's also has its drawbacks. If you ask mm -hmm. me, um, but as far as the consistent, as far as the consistency of new content, right? It's it's a one pack a month, right? Which the pack 
now it, it looks like the hero packs are you've got your new hero, but mm -hmm. it's also coming with a new modular set as well. Mm -hmm. um, for so Zach's, I think is like six cards for the modular set, something like that. Which yeah. that's not bad. Like that's nice. It's just another modular set that you can slot in to these other villains that you're playing against, yeah. right? Um, but as far as replayability too, real quick, the varying degrees of difficulty, right? You can make it harder for yourself mm -hmm. by doing these different types of modes by adding these multiple different sets yeah. to say, okay. And like if you look at Marvel CDB, for example, and they're like, all right, I've beaten this villain on this mode with this deck, mm -hmm. right? It's – that's the that's a nice thing to be able to track and just see yeah. like okay this deck can beat like Ultron on Expert Two mm. or whatever so or you can find like a common occur uh, can, yeah occurrence between all the different decks because it's like all right versing Ultron you kind of need to have some spread damage there's going to be a lot of these little one attackers or or. One ones or two twos, or twos out on yeah. the out on the field, mm -hmm. and you need to be able to take care of them along with taking care of other stuff. Having uh, indirect damage, pretty much of or consistency with the Iron Man blasters. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to be having the Ironheart. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Ironheart's yeah. blaster as well, and then. You want to have some form of board wipes. It'll be like hit everything on the board for one. Now you're clearing six cards sometimes with a single card. And you don't have to be wasting like a haymaker or an uppercut, which deals five damage. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, man. Or relentless assault or. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and that's why like with Marvel CDB. You know, there it's okay. This is this is a deck that's built for solo play, which is a deck mm -hmm. built for multiplayer, and it works well in this aspect. But paired together with a, this aspect, yeah. Marvel CDB is such an amazing resource for Marvel Champions. Um, and I feel like everyone who plays Marvel Champions already knows this, <laughs> so I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> but it's just more like just my praise and admiration for that site. It's yeah. so, so great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I cannot speak highly enough to those types of sites. Um, okay. Before we move on, is there do you have any other final thoughts mm. about Marvel Champions and what other than the what you touched on initially, what's another thing that you're really enjoying so far and and what are you most excited for in the future for Marvel Champions? I'm I'm really excited to be building our own decks. Yeah. <laughs> like it for was, sure. you know, it was it was very enjoyable playing the game, learning how to play the game with the precons. But I'm way past precons in my card game career. Same. <laughs> Normally, like every time I pick up a new game, though, I'm like, I have to start with a precon just so I can get the feel yeah. and the gist for yeah. how the game functions, how these cards mm -hmm. work together, and um, honestly, just like an optimal, like optimal strategy of how to really play the game. <laughs> Although I do it in Magic for Commander, I'll, I have oh, a few yeah, of the precons, yeah, but yeah. I mean that's a different story. Yeah, that that, that is so. totally different because uh, <laughs> some of those precons are really good. Yeah, some of them yeah. are. Um, for me, I'm just the content, really. This is mm -hmm. a game that I think is doing very well. Um, I mean, it's like number 37 on BGG. It's ranked very oh, wow. high. It's ranked very high in BGG. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to somebody, – somebody correct me if I'm wrong on the BGG rank. Um, 
but it's ranked very high. So I don't foresee this dying in the near future. Yeah. Um, so I wonder how well it's doing for FFG. Um, but I really hope this is an LCG that sticks around. Mm-hmm. Um, I would real I would love to see a Marvel expandable card game that is competitive. Um, mm. honestly, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm searching for other competitive card games outside of magic to play. I mean, there's flesh and blood as well. Um, it's just, that's a completely different type of game and experience. Yeah. Um, so I just, I'm enjoying, I'm loving it so far. And it's just, I'm the, the, just honestly, the sessions that we have, we're just sitting down and just playing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Just working yeah. together to beat these villains. It's been some of the most fun I've had. Except for when it came to ultra. That but was still, fun. that was fun. <laughs> that was still fun. I mean, we failed, but we learned something. And yeah. you, what was the first thing I asked you when we lost that game? I, I said, I said, all right, like, what did, what did, I'm like, what, what did, did we learn? learn? Like, yeah. what did we learn? Yeah. Like, what did we learn that, because we, with that one, I think we played some pre-con decks, but I yeah, think that was. was the one where we're like, okay, I think we're, I think we've got a very good handle on how this mm-hmm. game functions and how it works that we're beyond these pre-cons. Um, yeah. And honestly, we could even take the pre-con decks and we could build our own decks just with those cards mm-hmm. and do a much better job with those decks, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so that's that's what we're enjoying so far with Marvel, with Champions. Um, it's it has been and continues to be a great experience. Um, question of the day: What? Uh, who's your favorite hero so far for Marvel Champions? And what is your favorite thing from the game? Um, do you enjoy the deck building? Do you enjoy the piloting? Like, what is your favorite thing from from this game? If you play this game, let us know. Very, very, be very interested to know. Um, for sure. Who's your favorite character? Uh, of ones we've played or just that are in the game? In general. Of ones that you've played? Because I don't think you've played that are, all of them. That are, no, I haven't. That yeah. are in the game right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've played Black Widow and I enjoy her. I, I like I like her as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, Doctor Strange, Ooh. I want to sit down. I really want to play Doctor Strange. Yeah. I've heard he's really good. Mm. Um, so that's one. That's a hero that I really <laughs> am very interested in sitting down to play. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Well, we've got a new segment that we want to talk about. We want to we want to tell you guys about. So I had this idea uh, a couple about a week ago. I think I had I had this idea. I'm like, you know what? We should do a new segment on the show that is the card of the week card of the week because we've talked to, you know, we talk about different, all these different card games, yeah. right? A lot. Right. And so I'm like, you know, let's just talk about a card from any of these games, any card and games. just highlight it. Yeah. Right. Any card game, any card game. So for the first one, I'm like the ace of spades. No. Yeah. <laughs> ace of spades. <laughs> yeah. Ace of spades. That's a song, right? Yeah, it is. It's a song. By Motorhead. That's right. (laughs) So the first one, I'm like, I got got the perfect one. I got the perfect card, Jim. What is it? It's the Basic Island. Basic Island. Basic Island for Magic the Gathering. So our – now, so if if you're not a Magic player, okay, lands are the resource. Lands are your resource in Magic the Gathering. And so lands as a card type – have been a point of contention for many, many magic 
you know, many magic players over, yeah. over the years. When I first got into it, I'm, when I first got into it, I was used to digital card games, right? So your resources compiled every turn and yeah. you couldn't do anything about it. Yep. But when I found out, I'm like, wait, your resources have to be in the Inside deck? Inside the deck. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, well, I guess that makes sense because you're, it's a physical card game. Mm -hmm. So your resources, I, I, understand, I, I got it. So yeah, many people don't like lands <laughs> and the fact that they have to be in your deck. Um, if you've ever heard the term mana screw or flooded, yeah, yeah that comes from magic. Yeah. Um, mana screw is you're missing your land drop so you don't have resources because typically it's you want you want to get one land per turn, mm -hmm. right? So that's would be your curve, right? Turn one, you have two resources. Turn two, two, three, and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. right? Flooded is you have a, land, a hand full of lands, so you can't play the game, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have a lot more lands than you are getting to turns, and you have no cards to be casting. Correct. correct. So lands as a mechanic is clearly outdated because Magic <laughs> was the first TCG, the first card game. Mm -hmm. um, the, the first card game. I mean, there's been other yeah, card yeah, games, yeah. but you, you know what I mean. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's clearly an outdated system and mechanic. But, I mean, it still functions and it still works, mm -hmm. um, but it's just – it is a mechanic that has to be built around and you have to figure out how to utilize it to its potential. Yeah. And honestly, that's a big topic of figuring out how many lands is the most optimum number to have in your decks, mm -hmm. right? So um, I wanted to talk about the basic island because any – any if, you, if you're a Magic player – Turn one, if you see a basic island, if you're not playing it's that color. It's the most color, powerful of the basic lands. It is, because you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. You're playing blue. That means you're playing control, most likely. That or tempo. And I and, and Dan loves I tempo. Hate, <laughs> I hate mono blue tempo. So uh, so before, before uh, teaming up with Jim and doing all this stuff for hobbies and happiness, for building our business here, <laughs> I was um, I was streaming and playing magic, right? Um, I had another channel. It's oh, still man. channel's still live. It's mm -hmm. not dead. Um, I mean, it's dead from the standpoint of I haven't uh, posted anything to the channel. It's still a thing. It's still a thing. You can go watch the videos. It's <laughs> called the MTG Engineer. All right. So my videos are still there. And we just watched. I had one video where it was Counterspell Tribal. Okay. Yeah. So it was a mono blue list. Okay. Um, and I, I don't think we talked on this, but the color. So blue. Before we continue, yeah. I just want to say I was surprised that I knew exactly what I said word for word in that quote. From when you said it on the video, I was like, oh, that's exactly what I typed to you. Yes, you did. You did. You okay. Did. All right. Go ahead. All Sorry. Right. So blue is the, – the color blue in magic is real. It's all about spell slinging and I, – I mean how would you – if you had to describe the color blue to a non-magic player, like what would you say? The blue – the – Blue as an identity cares about knowledge and like illusionary magic. Mm -hmm. um, but getting knowledge inside of magic really just means drawing more cards mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and also controlling what your opponent does. Mm -hmm. So countering countering their spells and drawing more cards. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, blue is is control magic. Yeah. Is control playing. This is a control play style. Yeah, normal. So turn one, you ever see basic island, you're like, oh no, this is right. If I'm playing green, 
I mean, they're enemy colors. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> they're enemy, enemy colors, colors for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's going to be a, a rough Science game. versus nature at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's going to be a rough game. So so anyway, um, as when I was doing the channel, I, you you tell a story. You, you tell a story, Jim. Because <laughs> you were the one who had the idea. Yeah, yeah, true. So at the end of Dan's videos, he tends to post out there, what do you guys want to see next on the the following videos? I'm like, you know what? Dan, I think he should play a mono blue deck. Dan doesn't like ever play a mono blue deck, no, especially didn't. controlling at all. Uh, it's like who pretty much just wants to either play combo or mid range tends to be what you go yeah. for. If I play aggro, I'm playing green yeah. because I'm a Timmy, basically. <laughs> and so I told him, you know what? Just build a mono blue control list. And Dan replies to me, all right, so what's the win con? <laughs> How are we going to win the game? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> they scoop. <laughs> you just play more counter spells <laughs> than stuff they can cast or can't cast, yeah. you know, at some point. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't want to keep going with this. I'm done. So I'm and like, scoop it up. So I'm like, all right. So I built a counter spell <laughs> tribal deck. And yeah. the deck, all the deck was, was counter spells. Mm-hmm. Counter spells and Shark Typhoon. Yeah, Shark Typhoon's broken though. Oh my goodness! I totally forgot how broken of a <laughs> yeah. card Shark Typhoon yeah. was. I was I was telling some <laughs> friends of mine to play this in Modern, and he's like, ah, I don't really know. He played two. He's like, I won every game that I dropped <laughs> yes! it. He's like, I won every single game. This card is amazing. I'm oh, like, yeah. I know, nah, I know it's so amazing. Good. The card was so, good. <laughs> so so when he uh, talking about the scooping, right? We went back and watched that video. And every single game in that video, I mean, I'll, spoiler alert, I won every game by my opponent scooping. over a year old. <laughs> <laughs> I won every game by my opponent scooping. Uh, the, go watch the video. Yeah, I will post it here. So it's fun. It's funny. And if you've never watched Magic or played Magic, <clears throat> go watch the video and hopefully you learn something about Magic. Um, <clears throat> so... Basic Island, the most powerful basic land in all of Magic the Gathering. So that is this week's card of the week. If you've got an idea of a card from any card game that you want to see us talk about or feature on the segment, let us know. Um, So with all these different card games, there's so many different cards that are out there that Mm -hmm. we can talk about. Um, So we want to talk about cards that have meant something to us or that uh, we've used in a tournament or something um, in the history of the game or card games in general. So we've got a lot of ideas. So I just uh, thought this would be a perfect segment for our show because we are all about card games. So, um, yeah. So that was the first card of the week, the Basic Island. Also, one last thing. Basic basic lands used to look terrible. They used to look like this gross. Honestly, the designs of the card were just. We're not talking like the good. white border cards in, as a whole, or you saying just the artworks of them? The card and the artwork. Okay. Because now with the full art, the mm-hmm. full the full art lands now mm-hmm. are gorgeous and beautiful. Yeah. The full art ones are gorgeous. When I first got into it, I saw the unstable lands. Mm-hmm. Those are some beautiful uh, lands. I feel like I'm the only one that doesn't like these unstable full arts. Really? Yeah, I'm you not didn't. a fan. Huh. I, I liked them. 
So, um, but now they're doing it on all these sets. They're they're really up in the artwork. On but then a lot again, of these you're talking fans. to a guy who loves white borderlands. So, so um, all right. Well, that's that's a show for today. Uh, a little bit, a little bit different. We talked about Marvel Champions, but we talked about a lot of different <laughs> stuff. But uh, yeah, if you play Marvel Champions, uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what your favorite thing is about the game. If you did, if you don't play, go check out all of our other videos where we play the game. Um, we're gonna still we're gonna be playing more of that game too. This game is so much fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jimbo, where can people find you on the interweb? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. Right, you can find me on Instagram at Daniel.g.campbell and Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell. Um, Hobbies and happiness. Just check out our website, hobbiesandhappiness.com. Got links to all of our socials, Twitch, all that stuff there. Um, we talked about streaming. Actually, we're going to be streaming in the next few weeks, more of like a test. We just want to see how things work and then just start uh, hanging out with the community. Um, we're going to be going live on some platform probably every week for a little bit. We went live on Instagram last weekend, mm-hmm. just hung out with some people. Um, so I want to be doing that more often, kind of engage with the community a little bit more. Um, and yeah, so I'm really enjoying that aspect because that, that that community is why we are building Hobbies and Happiness. Yep. Um, it is really what a main pillar of what we are building here, um, and we want to share that with our local community. So um, that that's one of the big reasons we are getting out there and engaging with you all. So um, if you see us live, don't hesitate. Hop on, chat with us, say hello. Um, we would absolutely love to talk to each and every one of you. So thanks, everybody, for being here, and we will catch you in the next episode. See you, everybody. Take care. Um,